Welcome back to episode 49 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Love Tyrant. Released in 2017 by Studio EMT Squared, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched the series in dub. When I get the impression a series isn't going to be compelling, I'll watch it in dub. For my secondary viewing, I thought why not watch it in sub this time? I got about 3 minutes into the sub and decided to go back to the dub again. There is so much going on with the visuals in this show, to take it all in and read subtitles at the same time is too much effort. In all honesty, the dub for Love Tyrant is one of the better I've heard when it comes to these 12 episode throwaway series. It doesn't compete with a Sword Art Online or Naruto, but it was good. Love Tyrant throws us right into the action. Guri and Angel informs high school student Seiji if he does not kiss someone within 24 hours, she will die. Misunderstanding what is required of him, Seiji kisses Guri, which results in nothing happening. This leads Seiji to discover the correct steps needed in order for him to not remain a virgin for the rest of his life. Seiji has Guri pair his name in the kiss note with that of his longtime crush Akane. Unfortunately, fate couldn't be handled so easily and madness begins to ensue. Seiji was just a regular blue-haired guy minding his own business when Guri came to mess up his life. After a rough start, things began to look good for Seiji getting matched with Akane. They are now destined to be married, but what Seiji didn't know is the girl of his dreams is a sociopath. She is quick to pull out knives and start slashing at the slightest sign of discomfort. If this wasn't bad enough, Guri has taken a liking to Seiji after he tried to save her when they were barely acquainted. Guri now writing her name in the kiss note with Akane, Seiji is stuck with both of them. Seiji is one respectful guy, he turns down a chance to get laid, then refuses to listen to Akane and Yuzu's family history without their blessing. How is he rewarded? Seiji gets continuously wronged in this series. He's stabbed by blades, bound and poked by spikes, then killed just to have a conversation with God. Worst of all, he has a toothbrush scraped across his eyeball, that's just asking for a scratch cornea. Guri, on the other hand, is the broke man's Cupid. It would be fine if she was writing people's names in her book who truly love each other, but she's making strangers kiss without consideration of the consequences. Guri has too many hobbies from forcing men to kiss and cosplaying as a demon. When she made the two politicians kiss on television, who knows what that did not only to their careers but their families. They may have a wife and kids at home, now mommy wants a divorce and the kids are fatherless with dad out on the street. Guri needed to stay out of people's lives. Riaz has devil powers for persuasion but Guri straight up uses a shark Pez dispenser to brainwash Seiji's parents into letting her stay with them. When her and Yuzu were trying to get the teacher to confess to a student, A. If they had staged a hostage situation, police resources would have been wasted. B. Someone could have gotten hurt. The teacher would have been shot and killed listening to Yuzu. Luckily, the immortal Seiji intervened and in typical anime fashion only got grazed by a bullet. C. Getting the teacher to admit his love to a student in public may not send him to jail, but his career is over. Guri is out here trying to ruin people's futures. Guri is a shitty person. She hid when everyone searched for her and continued to let them worry. She wasted their time looking for someone who was never lost. Guri gets salty Seiji didn't spend 24-7 chasing after her when she has a history of going off for days at a time. I didn't see the validity of her getting upset because Seiji didn't give up his entire life when she decided to play games. When Guri puts him on the spot in a moment of anger and doesn't get the answer she was looking for, because of this she turns into a demon, come on. Guri blames Seiji for her transformation and that is bullshit. 
Guri was the one who initiated the events to get Seiji annoyed enough to call her a nuisance by playing pranks. Now Guri's demon form, I was all about it. She looked damn good and her attitude was finally not annoying. The devil looked like a character straight out of Tokyo Ghoul. His meddling with Guri just showed what a scumbag she is. I don't believe she ever got the young man's name who took her out on a date. He was polite, showed Guri a good time, and paid for everything. How did she repay him? By poking the poor bastard in both eyes before taking off on him. Guri's appreciation for Seiji's kindness was sweet, and she freely kisses him more than any of the other girls. But she doesn't love Seiji, she just prefers him to other guys. That doesn't apply to girls though, Guri was smitten after her kiss with Akane on stage. She was fiending for more. I hated when Guri's eyes went round, lips puckered, and her hair disappeared. It just looked weird. Watching Guri be pecked in the face by a demon penguin who was hell-bent on mating with a human was enjoyable. Guri deserves such things for all the shit she pulls. You know what, maybe I was a little hard on Guri. Watching her throat that giant ice cream cone, maybe she's not so bad. Akane is a beautiful redhead with the best bouncing sound effects. Very athletic with murder on the mind, Akane is a great example of the hot to crazy scale. I also believe she's the first yandere to make an appearance on Anime Deep Dive. Akane was pulling knives out of everywhere on her body. After Guri kisses Seiji, Akane in one of her many jealous outbursts stabs the piss out of him. Thankfully at this point Seiji is immortal so nothing happened. As much as I wasn't a fan of Guri, it was lucky she wrote her name in the kiss note before this. Akane is a badass, she brings legs to a gunfight and destroys the two robbers that held Guri and Mari hostage. Akane hints she is uncomfortable discussing her home life. Her family is horrible, she was beaten down by her mother for being with Seiji and agrees to break it off with him. True love shines through and Akane avoids the mistake her mother made turning into a cold hard woman. She chose to be with Seiji over strictly following her family duties. Seiji stepped up for Akane declaring he never hurt her, she is the one he actually has romantic feelings for. Akane knew Seiji had feelings for her and was waiting for him to ask her out. Where some might find the intensity of his desires creepy, Akane takes it as a compliment believing Seiji only has eyes for her. This is ironic because when Akane developed affection for Seiji, he had no eyes. Seiji only having a B-rate affection for Akane was surprising to me. I guess it makes sense she does spend a good amount of time stabbing him. I was a thousand percent with Akane, Seiji had nothing to do with Guri falling from grace. She brought it upon herself. I also agreed they should have left her in her demon form to fix the mess she made. Guri forced couples to be together through the kiss note. It's not real love when you put two straight men in a relationship. Akane and Seiji's name in the kiss note did nothing really because they already loved each other beforehand. I laughed at how quickly Akane decided to give up on saving Guri and trying to drag Seiji back home. Yuzu is Akane's half-sister who was in love with her. Yuzu was disgusting sniffing Akane's trash, I almost gagged watching that. This series was wild, a girl-on-girl -girl sister complex and student-teacher relations. After Yuzu fails to steal Akane away from Seiji by writing her name in the kiss note, Guri as she always does screws everyone over by adding Yuzu to the harem. Poor Yuzu, Guri would be shitty showing her Akane has a C-level connection to her. I don't blame Yuzu for loving Akane, if someone stopped me from being eaten by piranhas I'd fall for them too. Yuzu actually melted when she got a kiss from Akane. Akane growing closer to Yuzu and understanding her feelings having similar ones for Seiji was interesting. Yuzu slowly gains admiration for Seiji, starting with him being kind to her and taking a bullet in the arm in her place. Which was unnecessary on his part because Yuzu has the power of the shield. It's a protective barrier she controls when in danger. It never did explain how or why Yuzu has an energy field though. Yuzu was the sweetest, when Guri runs away like a punk, Seiji tried to attract her like a pet with food. 
Akane could care less, but Yuzu had an actual desire to locate Guri and make sure she was safe. Nitpicks Not that I mind, but when Guri pulled Akane's gym shorts down, she never got embarrassed or attempted to pull them back up. Akane's history shows her to be well-trained, but she is still human. Her ankles would have broken after jumping off the school roof. Human face, cat body, I don't think that needs a further explanation. I'm not a hater of socks and sandals, but in school, my guy, and you're a teacher, no wonder Mari didn't want to admit she liked his whack ass. During the hostage situation, Guri and Yuzu are not quiet about their plans. Why didn't one of the many police officers standing around not interrupt like, hey, let us handle this? Nutty professor with a whack hair and crooked tie, you weren't going to save shit. When Seiji is sitting in the pond, the distance his knees poke up from the water is too far away from his body, he looked deformed. They stole from Ghostbusters, Luigi's Mansion, Saw, and Chucky, all for the haunted house section. One of the goons guarding Akane's house is licking his pistol, it was weird. The devil's gloves don't come down past his wrist, it was really bugging me. Quote of the series is the best fourth wall break Love Tyrant had to offer. Thanks to the steam and beams of light, the folks at home can't see my naughty bits. Best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Akane, she's the only girl I'd want Seiji to end up with. She was hot, took no shit, and was a skilled killer. The best moments were Akane hanging off Seiji's arm with hearts fluttering from her head. Akane is the girl Seiji mans up for and initiates a kiss with. If you took these two out of this ridiculous universe and put them into another series, it could be a great relationship. I'd consider Akane waifu material and is the only girl I would want in my harem. Final thoughts. Love Tyrant is a Death Note parody which itself claims to be a ripoff. Instead of a dark psychological thriller, it's a goofy harem story. Love Tyrant is a show I'd recommend for a fun laugh. It's nothing serious or deep and sometimes you need a series like that just to make you smile. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.